Hello and welcome to a murky Oxford Street in London's West End for episode 25 of Beyond the INC, the podcast that has really been grossly misinformed about just how much fun it is to do it al fresco. But today's landmark live show is brought to you from the doorstep of London's oldest music venue, The Hundred Club. Yep, in just over an hour's time, 250 people are going to squeeze into here for King's smallest London show in three and a half years. Three and a half years. Because we're, we're basically lovely, sociable people, we're going to be talking to some of the fanatics out here on the street about what they're expecting from the special show. Yep, and I'm going to get a little musical with a cue. And I'll be looking back at the history of the venue. That's all coming up on today's Beyond the INC. So first of all, let us update you on how the tour's been going so far. The band kicked off their mini-tour in Glasgow on Sunday night with a midnight acoustic set. There was five songs that I think we told you about, and then a signing. Then, the next day, it was off a short trek to Edinburgh, where they played at the Tiny Voodoo Rooms, a beautiful, ornate venue. Um, Rich has written on the website just about how beautiful it was. A great bar, um, just a fantastic place to play. That turned out to be a, a really sweaty show. Um, a set list of 11 songs. Um, nothing that we've not heard before. It was all stuff that had been played at the Forum or before. Um, but it was really so much different from the Forum. A tiny stage, no barrier, a really very intimate, old-school set. Then, heading further south, to the north, they reached Leeds Cockpit, where the band played the support to someone. We think it was the Thrills, but we're not quite sure. I think it might have been, um... Don't know. The band have got lots of history with that venue. They, um, they played in the smaller room uh, last night that has just a 200 capacity. And uh, again, another extraordinarily sweaty show. Again, according to Richard, I see it just loves to sweat. <laughs> yes. Tim was delighted to debut Pretend That You're Alone live for the first time, um, and Tom was apparently involved in lots of banter with the crowd too, something he's not really done very much in the past few years. Yeah, some, something that's really, really encouraging to see, and now, tonight, um, there's tickets changing hands for, for three figures outside the door. There's just a, like a massive buzz, there's paparazzi waiting, it's, um, it's really hugely exciting. Um, so let's, um, let's go have a chat with some of the people who are knocking around. As it's such a special occasion, Chris has devised a special musical challenge for our, our guests down the front here, and we've, we've plucked two people from it in order to take it. So, um, our first contestant here is Celine. Hello. Now, would you say that you knew Perfect Symmetry off by heart? Not yet, no. I'm afraid not. So this challenge might be more difficult for you than other people? It might. And our second competitor going against you is, uh, is Richard. Hello there. Now, Richard, I assume you're au okay with the record now? Ish, yeah, yeah. So, the concept of our little quiz, which Chris, Chris has devised, we are going to play you something from the new record, but in an added twist, it's not going to be off the CD. Chris, how are you going to do it? Stylophone. Stylophone. Would you like to give us an example? <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely perfect, Chris. So, now that, we've, now that you've, uh, you've got the idea, how do you think you'll do? Terribly. Okay. You seem bitterly resigned to it, but I'm sure you'll have fun once we get into it. So, round one, Chris. Better than this. 
Ooh. Very good. That's the correct answer. Woo! Celine leads by one to zero. <laughs> Richard, you've got to you've got to make up some uh, some ground here. Okay. okay. Go for it. As soon as you know it, raise your arm daintily. Okay. Chris, round two. Spiraling. It's the correct answer. <laughs> I think we should do best of three at this point. We're coming down to a decider. You feeling confident now, Celine? Um, yes, with the help of my friends. <laughs> Richard, do you think you can uh, do your bit for British Pride and win this one? I'll try my best. So, the decider. Over to you, Chris. It's the wrong answer, Richard. Love is the end. <laughs> In farcical circumstances. <laughs> Celine is the winner. Woo! And her grand prize is... I'll have a rummage in my bag. <laughs> Thanks very much, Celine. Richard. Thank you. Thank you. OK, very quickly, we have two new contestants. Uh, introduce yourselves very quickly. Um, hi, I'm Kerry. And I'm Richard. Uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a now technician. I'm a photographer. So, what's the first tune? Is it going to be something new or something old? I think we should do something new. Okay, away we go. Oh, I see, we got buzz in. <laughs> yeah, very good. Better than this. Kerry leads by one to nothing. Round two. Um, okay. Uh, pretend that you're alone. Is that right? That is the correct answer. <laughs> oh, I see what you've done there. <laughs> so, uh, decider, are you feeling confident, Kerry? No. Richard? Even less so. Chris, over to you. You don't see me, is that right? That is the correct answer. Congratulations! I, I did actually, I had that in my head and I was having to sort of fast forward to the chorus to work out what it was called. I'm, sad. I'm fine because I've lost to the better man. Oh. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I feel very good. And I think that proves that Keen know their own songs better than their fans. Woo! Tonight's show is at the 100 Club, which is one of the oldest venues in London. Chris, tell us some more about it. Okay, it was founded in 1942, and it was actually cited as a jazz venue run by Humphrey Littleton um, and his agent. Very interesting. It hosted George Melly's last show before he dies. Yeah. These are actually real facts, not true facts, which I point out. Proper, proper, honest John facts. Excellent. It has a really long-running association with punk and hosted the 1976 Punk Festival, which was headlined by Buzzcocks, The Clash and Sex Pistols, and that was the famous gig where Sid Vicious attacked one of the journalists from the enemy with a bike chain. But, I mean, we'll hope that that sort of thing isn't going to happen tonight. Obviously not. It's also known for hosting new bands. Um, Oasis, Travis and Brace. Lots of bands have played here before they've made it. And of course it's a regular venue for secret gigs. Looking back over the past three decades, it was Metallica in 87, The Cure played here in 97, uh, Queens of the Stone Age in 2007, and now Keen. And now Keen. So, 
It's a rich tapestry of history here at the 100 Club, and we're looking forward to Keen adding to it tonight. Standing out outside the 100 Club, um, what time is it? The time is now... 20 to 10. It's quite an early finish, really. Yeah, um, a blistering gig. Um, quite an early start, but they, they tour through it for an hour. Um, 12 tracks, no encore. Ooh. Just just, just get the hits out there and, and get backstage. Was it the same sort of set list as at the forum, then? Pretty much. Um, you've lost Love is the End. You've gained Pretend That You're Alone. You've lost um, some of the album tracks like A Bad Dream and Atlantic. So it's some of the slower ones. So it was really... I mean, this was, you know, there was no filler in there hot and sweaty uh, little venue gig then a stomp a stomp through the hits um, do you wish you'd come in? kind of sorry mate should we talk to some uh, should we talk to some of the people out here and see what they made of it let's do that uh, I'm talking about a very tall lady who um I, well, how, did you, how on earth did you get into that show? Because you didn't have a ticket, did you? We didn't have a ticket. We just used the power of prayer and we thought of Keen and we just said it over and over and over in our minds and then they let us in. Very good tip. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> it was fantastic. The sound in there was amazing. The atmosphere was really good. And because of the layout, it meant that everybody had a good view. We were all quite close. And so it was. It was just really sort of hot, sweaty fun. Do you have any tips to Tom on how he can stop his perspiration? <laughs> Apart from just standing still, which, let's face it, is absolutely never going to happen, then that's about it, really. It's just a big ball of energy. You can't stand still, even if you tied him down. Do you think he should follow the lead of tennis players and change shirts in the middle of a set? If he did that, he'd have to leave the stage, unless he did a lovers are losing video kind of thing, where he just took off a shirt and there was another shirt underneath. Otherwise, the girls would all faint, and then it would be a bit messy. Like those Formula One tear-off things? Yes, some kind of tear-off paper shirt scenario. Thank you very much, Jen. (laughs) Pleasure. Did you enjoy the show? It was brilliant. I loved it. Favourite parts? Um, Perfect Symmetry, Spiralling, which is the best song they've written. And Tom Sweating is... uh, (laughs) No more. (laughs) Sweating is top off. He makes perspiring look like an art form. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, it was amazing, yeah. So you're going to come back and see them again? Of course I am. Yes, definitely. And I'm going to listen to the Beyond Errancy for the rest of my life on an internal loop. <laughs> Isn't she sweet? Thank you very much. Uh, Jesse, how are you enjoying playing with Keen at the moment? Absolutely loving it. Loving it. It's great. How did you come to play with them? Uh, it's a funny thing, really, because I, was, I actually started off being quite good friends with the crew and um, toured with Keen as production assistant. But then, through getting to know them like that, and their manager knew that I played with other people, when they started looking for a bass player and someone to fill the slot, it was kind of... Well, I was the only person that knew the man could play, so I kind of didn't have to be very good. It was, <laughs> it was the only person available, so it was, yeah, it was, it was, I was pretty lucky. Do you feel like you've been sort of really accepted by, by fans now? I do, yeah. I mean, I, I, when I started doing it, I, I was worried that I didn't want to sort of upset the ship at all. And, you know, I, I wanted to take a, make sure that I took a very sort of deliberate back seat and everything and didn't try and, you know, piss anyone off, really. Um, 
But the Keen fans are such lovely people, and you know, it didn't take long for them to start being, you know, for the sort of worries to subside. And, and hopefully, now that everyone's heard the album, they know that I'm not trying to sabotage the band or anything. <laughs> not trying to turn them into like the new Motorhead or something. Um, so yeah, they're, they're great, great people. The Keen fans, great people. So we're done. That is it. Live from Oxford Street. That was a pretty exciting episode, wasn't it? Intense. Let's do this again sometime. We, we, we definitely should. Um, keep your emails coming in to beyondtheinc at gmail.com and keep your reviews of Perfect Symmetry coming. And feel free to buy us plane tickets too so we can go and do live episodes from your city. Exactly. Invite us over and we'll come. So we only have one thing left to leave you with. Ta-da!